Hi there, I'm Jolyn McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering today's questions, we have with us Jacob Brett, Senior Vice President of Advisory Services, and Mike Pizzani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Okay, our first question, Jake, this is from Ron in New York. He asks, I have a, a credit card with a limit of $10,000 and another one of a limit of $13,000. I don't use the cards and I would like to close them. I was told it would affect my credit. Is this true and what do you advise? That's a great question. I mean, we get that a lot from our clients. Um, you know, everybody, every company out there has a credit card. Lowe's has a credit card. You name it, they all have credit cards. Um, I think anytime uh, you're closing out a credit card, you're losing the available credit on that account. So, um, so ultimately, your credit utilization rate goes up. Um, so, so for example, very easy example. Um, if you have two credit cards, one with ten thousand dollars, and let's inflate the other one up to twenty thousand dollars, so your total available credit. Um, is thirty thousand. If you have a three thousand dollar balance, your credit utilization rate is about ten percent. Um, so if you close the twenty thousand dollar credit card, um, now your utilization rate is based on that ten thousand dollar card, um, and your total utilization rate is at thirty percent. So you've increased substantially from ten to thirty percent, um, and thirty percent is really the the higher side of the number that you want to keep um, as your ultimate credit utilization rate. Um, so, you know, the other thing that goes along with that is that you're potentially lowering the average age of your, um, uh, of your accounts on your credit report. So, you know, some of these credit cards might have been open for a number of years. And, and if you close that out, your, your average age significantly will decrease and ultimately negatively affect your, uh, credit card. Um, I think anytime you close a credit card, you'll have that initial shock of a credit going down. Um, but ultimately, over the next few months, that should um, regain itself uh, back to what your normal averages are. Thanks, Jake. Next question, Mike. This is from Ben in Florida. What do you think about energy stocks? And at what point do you think it will be a good time to buy them? Um, so energy for, I think, five out of the last six years has been since 2014, it's been either the worst performing sector of the S&P 500 or the second worst. Um, they really just can't get out of their own way. A lot of these companies are highly levered, uh, a lot of debt. Um, investors kind of flock to them for a long time because, you know, the supply demand metric of there's only so much oil in the ground. So over a perpetual long term time period, oil prices will pr probably trend higher. That story really hasn't held true. And you really haven't seen energy stocks rally at all since oil went negative in the month of June. And now it's trading substantially higher than that. So that is the market telling you that these things have a intermediate to long term secular headwind. Um, what's really interesting is I feel like uh, a lot of the marketplace in terms of capital has been migrating farther towards uh, ESG investments. Um, and last week, you had the, the reports that California, by 2035, is going to ban the sales of anything that's not an ESG, automobile, battery-powered type of car. So 
I, I think it's a couple things. I think it's the fact that these companies do have a lot of debt. The debt erodes away at the earnings power because these companies have to pay the interest and finance their debt before investors are left with any capital for earnings at the end. And then simultaneously, it's where money is flowing um, and where money is basically being attracted to. A lot more new capital is migrating towards ESG, environmental investments. Um, than it is towards the old oil type of names. Um, there's still going to be some place for these, but it's amazing that back in 2008, 2007, energy was one of the largest components of the S&P 500, and now it's 2.5%. It's amazing how much market cap has eroded away from these companies over the course of time. And until the market gives you the signal that something is going to change there, it's probably much of the same. This is a long-term secular trend, considering it's going back to 2014. Uh, is not showing any signs of abating. When it does, the market will give you the signal, and that might be the time to own these things. But right now, it's still pretty much uh, a sector that you probably want to steer clear from, especially when you pay attention to where the money's flowing, which is much more toward ESG than it is toward oil and energy. Okay, great. Thank you guys for answering this week's two questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at info at focuswealthmgmt.net. Stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you next week.